Hey, you guys, welcome into the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 45. Man, I'm excited to be coming at you again today on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by a lot of great sponsors, Saucer Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida. See Larry Saucer. You'll find the link to Saucer Realty and Capital. Whether you're buying or selling a home or a property, uh, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, go to our website at bigjreport.com. You'll find the link right near and right, you know, right near our 24 7, 365 day a week uh, North Florida weather report. 365 days a year. That's what it is. 365 days a year, 24 7. You can find the weather at bigjreport.com. And hey, we do appreciate you uh, tuning into our podcast. Always brought to you by Saucerility and Capital. LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good. They got classic rock on Saturdays. Rock Saturdays. Hits 2000s Monday through Friday nights. And much, much more recognizable, identifiable hits uh, during the weekdays and weekday hours, Monday through Friday. A lot going on with LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio where it's all good and a legitimate sponsor. LakeUfallHits.com. Great internet radio. Don't forget about the Mad Max Mix, a separate entity. Um, But it's on internet radio, too. Internet radio has um, the Mad Max Mix uh, request show. Mad Max Mix uh, show can be heard each Wednesday night, 6 until 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. The Mad Max Mix.Weebly.com. We do have links. We do have easy to click on links to uh, Max's Wednesday night show. Go to BigJReport.com. Scroll the Neighbors 2 section, the outside the box section, where you'll actually find an article about Max and a, a lot of the groups and music that he plays. He does request. Uh, he'll give you his phone number where you can text in your request or call in your request to the Mad Max Mix each Wednesday evening, each Wednesday night, the Mad Max Mix. Weebly.com. Max plays those music pop classics, classic rock request as well. Check out the Mad Max Mix. Weebly.com. Each and every uh, Wednesday night at madmaxmix.weebly.com. Easy to find and easy to click on links at bigjreport.com in the Neighbors 2 section and the Outside the Box section on our website. Just like you can find this podcast easily by going to our website, scrolling the homepage at bigjreport.com. We're also brought to you by Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. Uh, please, if you will, Contact the man with elegant time travel, D.D. McDermott. I'll give you D.D.'s phone number. Uh, His phone number is actually a 904 number right here in Jacksonville and North Florida. Let me give you D.D.'s phone number. It is area code 904. My producer says he knows the phone number by heart now. Uh, It is 904. Let me make sure I got the right number. I like to double check these things sometimes. 904. For D.D. McDermott, 904-442-3810, 904-442-3810 to contact D.D. McDermott. He's been working on a trip to take people to the Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, Ohio. 
for details and updates about Dee Dee McDermott's trips, contact Dee Dee McDermott at Elegant Time Travel and, of course, Dark Diamond Entertainment. Dee Dee played uh, pro baseball as a utility player for many years. He played major college baseball. Dee Dee McDermott got a lot of great sports stories he can tell you. Give him a call and find out more about the trips uh, that Dee Dee's putting together at uh, 904-442-3810. That's Dee Dee McDermott's phone number, 904-442-3810. Also, the XFL just concluded a few days ago. Go to xfltoday.net. You get the score of the championship game scores throughout the entire season. We got a couple of videos up at xfltoday.net. Check it out, xfltoday.net. The XFL now owned by The Rock and Danny Garcia and Redbird. So if you want to review the season, check out the scores of how the season kind of unfolded. Go to xfltoday.net. We do want to thank, you know, each and every one of our sponsors, Saucerility and Capital, Lake Eufaula, Hits.com, great internet radio where it's all good, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. Of course, uh, D.D. McDermott and Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. And, of course, XFLToday.net. I believe we got everybody there. Saucerility and Capital, Lake Eufaula, Hits.com, Great Internet Radio, where it's all good. The Mad Max Mix.Weebly.com, Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. And, of course, uh, Saucerility and Capital and the XFLToday.net. Those are basically the sponsors of our podcast and sponsors you'll find. You'll find a lot of links and phone numbers on our website for our sponsors at bigjreport.com. That's bigjreport.com. The simplest and easiest way to find our podcast, go to bigjreport.com. Quickly on the Jaguars, the wide receiver mix. People say, well, Calvin Ridley, he's the number one or he's not a number one. How about a three-headed monster? You got Calvin Ridley doing elite workouts now. He's basically considered the number one Jags wide receiver, but he really hadn't played it down for the Jaguars yet. So you got basically a three-headed monster. I don't think the current Jag wide receivers are that worried about who's number one or who's number two. You got a three-headed monster right now. You got Calvin Ridley as a wide receiver, new guy coming in, Christian Kirk, who kind of proved he can make a lot of catches uh, last year for the Jaguars in the 2022 season that actually culminated in an AFC South division title, along with, you know, a quarterback that's, man, he's moving up the scale in obviously Trevor Lawrence, who I consider a top 10 quarterback. And maybe by the end of the 2023 season, maybe he'll be considered perhaps a top five or top six quarterback in the National Football League. But you got a three-headed monster for the Jaguars at wide receiver. You got Calvin Ridley, wide receiver Calvin Ridley, also wide receiver Christian Kirk, and wide receiver Zay Jones, a guy that wants to be the fourth guy, maybe the wide receiver that was drafted in the middle rounds out of Penn State. So that's kind of what we're looking at offensively. Evan Ingram, you know, has not, as I understand it, has not yet signed the franchise tag I think there's still hopes of negotiating a long-term deal or multi-year deal 
with uh, Jaguar starting tight end Evan Ingram. I think the Jags have until July the 17th to negotiate a new deal with Evan Ingram, or the Jaguars will have to depend on him playing on the franchise tag in 2023. It's still, I think, at least a probably a $2 million raise or more per season for for um, Evan Ingram if he plays on the franchise tag, which I believe I believe he will. Eventually, I believe he will come to come to reason and sign the franchise tag, but maybe it's better. Maybe it's going to be better that maybe um, Evan Ingram, tight end Evan Ingram. Let me make sure I got that name right. Tight end Evan Ingram's the one that signed the franchise tag. And maybe he doesn't have to sign the franchise tag because maybe the Jags will have a new contract sealed and delivered and signed by the Jaguars brass and Evan Ingram by July the 17th. We'll have to see. We won't hold our breath, but we hope, I think both, you know, both sides would like to have that with Evan Ingram, at least on some type of multi-year deal, whether it's two years, three years, four years, what have you for tight end Evan Ingram with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know Trevor Lawrence would really like to have him in the fold. We're going to talk a lot of stuff, SEC, semi-pro football. Uh, There's a new EXFL eight-man team that is emerging in Green Cove Springs called the, actually called the Devil Dogs. The Clay County Devil Dogs, they'll be uh, home-based in Green Cove Springs. I went out to their meet and greet with a guy I like a lot, Solo Dan what is his name? Solo Don Dadalin, who made one of the most breathtaking plays in the history of semi-pro football, where he intercepted a pass with the Duval Panthers against the Bold City Avengers. He took that play 80 yards the other way, scored a touchdown. Solo told me at the meeting grade of the Clay County Devil Dogs that he may be playing some quarterback for this team in the eight-man leg. And a lot of people say, is that indoor or arena? No, it's outside. It's outdoor, but it's eight on eight in outdoor football. It's the EXFL. The league has been around for a while, but the uh, Clay County team will be a new team. The Clay County Devil Dogs will be talking more about them, and we hope to have an interview with uh, Solo Don Dedalin probably, you know, in the next couple of, perhaps in the next couple of podcasts. Uh, they're looking to open their season around July the 8th of next month so good luck to solo and his his new venture the exfl eight-man league uh, during the summer uh they'll start games around july the 8th it will be a home and away schedule and once we you know get the schedule and find out who they'll be playing we will let you know we know about the jaguar schedule we talked about that on you know past episodes jags will be opening up on september the 10th that's right. The Jaguars will be playing. Let's see. Let me pull up the Jaguars schedule for 2023. Jacksonville Jaguars schedule 2023 is going to open on September the 10th. There's going to be preseason games. There's going to be, what, at least three preseason games. But if you take a look at the uh, schedule, take a look at the uh, Jag schedule. We can uh, pull that up real quickly. It should open with the, uh, the Colts on... Let's see. 
I've even got the preseason games coming up too. How about that? Uh, the 10th, the September the 10th game is the season opener. September the 10th at Indianapolis, Indiana at Lucas Oil Stadium. Preseason games are set. Uh, official training camp will be beginning in just a few days. Training camp is going to be big time with competition in the linebacker room, the running back room. Uh, who? How's the offensive line going to going to play out uh, a lot of linebackers on this team uh what's going to happen with Trayvon Walker will he move more inside to take on the opposing guard and tackle like we kind of anticipated would happen for Trayvon Walker in year two as being a number one a numero uno number one overall pick in 2022 Trevor Lawrence moves into year three it's going to be an exciting season First preseason game. Listen to this now. August 12th will be the first preseason game for the Jags. August the 12th, the Jaguars play in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. It'll be the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Dallas Cowboys in a preseason game. Four o'clock Saturday afternoon, August 12th. August 19th, the Jaguars played the Detroit Lions at Detroit on August 19th. Then finally, a home preseason game on August the 26th. The Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Miami Dolphins at TIAA Bank Field here in Jacksonville, Florida on August the 26th. And then the home opener. After the, you know, the Jags cut their roster down in very late August, they get down to the 53. They put the practice squad together. Then we'll get ready for the opener. September the 10th, the Jaguars will play at AFC South rival, the Indianapolis Colts on September the 10th at Indianapolis, Indiana, at Lucas Oil Stadium on September the 10th. So going to be some exciting football ahead. We're going to talk semi-pro football, North Florida Entertainment, SEC football, and more coming up. This is episode show number 45 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. When I think of number 45, I think of one guy, the Cuban Comet, who played at the University of Florida, when I first started watching Gator football around the early 1970s, around 1970, Carlos Alvarez, who's also a friend of mine on Facebook, Carlos Alvarez, there was a documentary done on him. I believe it was called The, the Cuban Comet because his family had immigrated from Cuba when he was a little boy. He wore number five for the Florida Gators. Man, I remember those guys, man. In the early 70s, John Reeves, number seven, Tommy Durrance, a running back, the late Tommy Durrance, who passed away, I think, about 15, 20 years ago, number 33. I remember those numbers. Reeves, seven, Tommy Durrance, 33, Carlos Alvarez, number 45. And, you know, they had another guy that played a lot of good football in the early 70s, too. And you know who I'm talking about? A defensive guy that played for the Rams. You know, I can't let his name escape me, but, uh, man, he was a great football player. And um, the, I mean, the Florida Gators had some really good football talent in the 70s. They just didn't win an SEC title back in the 1970s. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, and he played for the Los Angeles Rams. What was that guy's name? Los Angeles Rams defensive end. And, man, he was a good one for the Florida Gators, too. He really was. And uh, let me put my thinking cap on. We'll be right back. And, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll tell you who that was. Man, he was a great player on defense, played uh, in the NFL for the L.A. Rams. 
played great defensive football for the Florida Gators. I'll tell you who that is in just a moment. Stay with us. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 45. Now, I'm going to tell you who the guy was. This is uh, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 45, season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're saluting number 45, wide receiver Carlos Alvarez, who played for Florida in the late 60s to early 1970s, and he had a teammate on defense that was an incredible player. And I looked the guy up. You know, my memory's pretty good, but I, I know who this guy was. Man, he was one of the 20 greatest Florida Gator football players of all time. I'm talking about Jack Youngblood, who played for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Youngblood came to Florida as a linebacker, but was moved to defensive end, where he starred for three seasons and ultimately found himself among the program's ring of honor. In 1969, Jack Youngblood recorded 14 sacks at Florida, an official school record including five during a victory over rival Florida State. Carlos Alvarez, another one of the probably top 20 Gators of all time. Carlos Alvarez, number 45, a wide receiver at Florida from 1969 to 1971. And I'm going to tell you what, I want to thank my producers, Alex Nundry, big Gator fan. You know, JC is a, a great guy, too, but he, he more or less covers Alabama, the SEC Western Division. So, I mean, we we cover, we we basically cover the gamut for you. We really do. We cover the gamut for you uh, right here on the Teal Shirt Podcast. And, man, we're happy. We're certainly happy to be here with you uh, at the Teal Shirt Report Podcast, obviously. So, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. And uh, again, this is, uh, by the way, this is episode show. Episode show number 45 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. you are in north florida south georgia or bama or surround any of the surrounding areas check it out lake hits.com great internet radio where it's all good lake hits.com thank you for listening Okay, we're going to take a look at semi-pro football real quick on the Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast. 
semi-pro football playoffs are going on. Also, a new league is starting up. Actually, the league's been around for a while, but they've got a new team going into the league, the Clay County uh, Devil Dogs, who will be home-based in um, actually Green Cove Springs, Florida, right just uh, just west of uh, Jacksonville. Let's take a look, and Solo is going to be running that team. Solo Don Dadalin will be running the uh, the new Clay County entrant in the EXFL. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Let's take a look at some uh, semi-pro football action, um, you know, from, well, actually last weekend. We'll take a look at some scores of some games going on. Uh, National Arena League, Jacksonville Sharks 51, West Texas Warbirds 45, a final. Also in the National Arena League, the Fayetteville Mustangs 55, the Carolina Cobras 37, a final on Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. Indoor football back on June the 2nd of 2023, the Columbus Georgia Lions in a new league now, but this game was match a matchup of two teams from two different leagues. Um, the Columbus Georgia Lions from the Alliance League, the Columbus Georgia Lions 58, the Southern Steam from the Elite Indoor Football League, and it was the Columbus Georgia Lions 58 and the Southern Steam 8, the final score. APDFL playoffs last week, the Walton County Chiefs 20, the Alabama War Dogs nothing, a final game ended early due to not enough players being able to continue after an injury. On Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. Other APDFL playoff action, the Clarksville Chiefs 37, the Atlanta Tigers 18, a final. Crescent City Kings, one of the top franchises in the APDFL. Crescent City Kings 20, the Lacombe Cardinals 8, a final. On Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023, last weekend. In the IAFLX. In the IAFLX playoffs, the Alabama Chargers 34, the Clayton Georgia Spartans 30, a final. Also in the A, I'm sorry, the IAFLX, the Alabama Force 12, the Port City Vikings from Mobile 4. Again, it was the Alabama Force 12, the Port City Vikings at a Mobile 4, a final on Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. Yeah. EAFL playoff action in the EAFL playoff action. Bold City Avengers 14, the Northeast Georgia Wolverines 6, a final. Uh, we understand that uh, the Bold City Avengers will be playing up in Georgia this coming weekend in another playoff contest against the tough Georgia Cobras. Speaking of the Cobras in the EAFL playoffs, the Georgia Cobras uh, 24, the Duval Raiders 14, the final. And that was on Saturday, June the 3rd of 2023. Had a, a great opportunity to talk to Paul Owens, part owner and uh, player and also coach with the Bold City Avengers and his wife, Channing Owens, who does a lot of the, the uh, public relations and a lot of help for the Avengers team. We also saw them at the meet and greet of the EXFL new team the Clay County uh, Florida Devil Dogs out of Green Cove Springs will be playing in the EXFL eight-man league, which will start 
July the 8th. We'll be telling you a lot more about that. Hopefully you have an interview with uh, solo uh, Don Dada Lynn coming up in the next few days on one of our uh, future Teal Shirt Report uh, podcast in the future. The Georgia Cobras defeated the Duval Raiders in the EAFL playoffs. The Georgia Cobras advancing now to take on the Bold City Avengers up in Georgia, up in Thomasville this coming weekend. Last last weekend, the Georgia Cobras 24 and the Duval Raiders 14 in a second round. I believe that was a second round EAFL playoff game matchup and we want to thank david martin who's played a lot of years in the apdfl he was given a score from the apdfl the eafl and even the uh the iaflx a lot of semi pro football leagues out there and they're involved most of the leagues most of the outdoor semi pro football leagues involved in their playoffs right now i did have a chance to talk to uh avion who actually uh, basically runs the EXFL, the eight-man outdoor football league. It's kind of like indoor playing outdoors in the elements. Eight men, it's eight-man football. That's right, eight-man football in the EXFL. It'll start July the 8th. There will be a new team from right nearby in uh, Clay County, the Clay County, Florida uh, Devil Dogs out of Green Cove Springs will be playing. We went to the meeting greet a few days ago. A lot of fun, good food over there. Uh, solo uh, Don Dadalin is going to be the owner and running the team. And not only that, but he'll be playing. He'll be playing probably wide receiver, or quarterback, and defensive back. We had a chance to talk to, um, we messaged with Avion uh, Hale, who actually runs the EXFL. He says there should be, they're looking at about 10 to 12 teams. All of these teams, by the way, all of these teams will be Florida-based teams from Broward all the way from South Florida all the way up to near Jacksonville. So there'll be there'll be teams from all over the state of Florida in the EXFL, and that's the Outdoor 8-Man Football League, which will they'll start playing games right around July the 8th. We'll talk more uh, football, we'll talk to the SEC. We're going to talk SEC football, North Florida entertainment, and more coming up as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. By the way, on our next episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, which lo and behold will be number 46, this is episode show number 45. We're kind of saluting Carlos Alvarez, probably my favorite number 45 of all time. I asked John Gaylor, who wears 45 for the Jaguars now? He said, K. LeVon Chason, who may actually be in his last year with the Jaguars, trying to, to prove it. He's been a little bit of a disappointing late first round uh, pass pick of the Jaguars. We'll see if he can't turn it up a notch in 2023. K. LeVon Chason with the Jaguars wears number 45. And we're also saluting... Carlos Alvarez, who wore number 45 with the Florida Gators back from about 1969 through 1971 when he wore number 45 and played wide receiver for the Florida Gators. We'll talk more of the Till Shirt Report podcast coming up. North Florida Entertainment, some other area sports, and perhaps even taking a look at some future SEC schedules. 
with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC, not this year, but next year in 2024. We'll talk more about that coming up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Stay tuned. Okay, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are starting up a homestand against the Nashville Sounds. The Jumbo Shrimp, you know, have been in a bit of a tailspin, kind of a play on the words of shrimp, the shrimp and the shrimp in a tailspin. 24 and 32, they started, they're starting a homestand hosting the Nashville Sounds, playing uh, tonight at. Um, the baseball grounds, which is now known as what, 121 Financial Ballpark in uh, Jacksonville, I believe, where the Jumbo Shrimp play. And the Shrimp way under 500 now. Way under 500. They've been having some tough times lately. Scored 21, scored 20 runs in a game a few days back against Charlotte after losing three straight games to Charlotte. Then they scored 20, 20 runs on Charlotte, a couple of grand slams in the game. I believe a triple play was turned in that game as, uh, as well. By the way, the ballpark, the shrimp playing, if you're not aware, it's the old baseball grounds, which is, of course, 121. I believe it's called 121 Financial Ballpark. That's uh, 121 Financial Bar Ballpark, where the Jumbo Shrimp play uh, baseball games in downtown Jacksonville. And again, that's at the 121 Financial Ballpark. Uh, that's right, at 121 Ballpark. That's at the 121 uh, Financial Ballpark, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Um, the Jumbo Shrimp playing at home, hosting... The uh, Nashville Sounds uh, this week playing tonight. They will be continuing to play tonight. And each night this week, let's see, the last game of the series uh, is going to be played. Well, they played the Nashville Sounds on June the 11th. Then they'll get a day off, and the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp will play the Memphis Redbirds on June the 13th with a 7.05 p.m. game. A 12.05, just after 12 noon game on June the 14th. So this week, the Jumbo Shrimp, they're hosting the Nashville Sounds, and then they will host the Memphis Redbirds. So you got the Nashville Sounds in Jacksonville tonight. Memphis Redbirds are coming. So you got Nashville and Memphis back-to-back in Jacksonville at 121 Financial Ballpark. Right now, the Jumbo Shrimp way under 500. They've been really in a tailspin of late. The Jumbo Shrimp now 24 and 32 on the season. We'll take a look at, uh, let's take a look at some, uh, actually some North Florida entertainment here on the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast. We'll pull up some shows coming up still in the process of updating some more shows. Um, Let's pull up some shows coming up. I know we've got the Leonard Skinner Tribute Band uh, coming to Jacksonville at Underbellies. I believe it's June 17th. Let me let me pull up the dates for you on the shows that are coming up. 
Here we go. We've got um, some good shows have come and gone. Psychedelic Furs. They were in Jacksonville back on May 16th at the Florida Theater. Let's see. Here, here's some shows coming up. Tribute Band, Freebird ATL will be in Jacksonville in just a few days from now to Underbellies on June the 17th of 2023. Freebird ATL told Big J Report that Underbellies is located here in Jacksonville, Florida, downtown Jacksonville at 113 East Bay Street in Jacksonville. And Freebird ATL said this will be their first time at Underbellies, um, at Underbellies there, according to Freebird ATL. Freebird ATL will be touring many cities in, in the South and across the nation as well. Also, very good show coming up. You got Peter Frampton Wednesday night, June the 28th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. And don't forget to tune into the Mad Max Internet Radio Show, plus the Mad Max Internet Radio Show, plus the Mad Max Mix Internet Radio Wednesday night musical quest show from 7 o'clock until 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That is 6 o'clock until 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time and can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. Go to our website, bigjreport.com. You'll find links for Mad Max's Wednesday night show, The Mad Max Mix. Each Wednesday night, you'll find the links in our Neighbors 2 section at bigjreport.com and also in the Outside the Box section at bigjreport.com as well. You know, we've got a lot of a lot of guys that uh, follow football for us at uh, Big J Report, at BigJReport.com, and the Teal Shirt Report podcast, obviously. Um, of course, JC covers Alabama football, the SEC Western Division. The divisional play is going to become a thing of the past after 2023, I understand. It's going to be like one big, long 16-team Southeastern Conference when I first started started to cover the SEC, and even as a kid became a fan of the Florida Gators and loved SEC football, only 10 teams in the conference. When as a kid, I started following the SEC back around 1970, 71, the early 1970s, and now they're going to get away from divisional play. Divisional play has been going on since like the early 1990s when the two teams split into an east and a west where they could have a championship game now as i understand it the way they're going to do it is the top 16 teams well there's going to be 16 teams in the league but the top two teams the top two teams will be in the southeastern conference championship game but it'll only be one long 16 uh, team conference, of course, you know, you're talking about expansion next year with Texas and Oklahoma coming in to the conference in 2024. Now, with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC, that kind of opens the door for some new teams in the Big 12. UCF, the Central Florida Knights, are moving into the Big 12. Also, the Houston Cougars moving into the Big 12, along with uh, Cincinnati and BYU, Brigham Young. I understand we'll be moving into the Big 12 as well. Now, we got coverage at the Teal Shirt Report podcast from our freelance writer, JC, who covers Alabama and the SEC West, at least, you know, at least for one more year in the Western Division. Then they'll go to one, just one big super conference 
in 2024. Do we like what's happening with college football? Not completely and not exactly. NIL, the transfer portal, we're still going to follow college football uh, here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast and BigJReport.com. We got Mad Max. Our he's actually our Georgia Bulldog football insider. Alex Nunnery covers the Florida Gators, along with myself. JC covers Alabama and kind of the Western uh, teams in the conference in the SEC. One thing I wanted to look at is schedules are going to be changing. Just recently, the SEC voted. Some people thought there would be nine SEC conference games beginning in 2024. Now they've decided on eight. That way they can still play about four, I believe, four non-conference games. So let's take a look, not at all the schedules, but Athlon came came up with some schedules uh, just this week about how the eight-team conferences conference games you know teams will be playing eight sec conference games well we won't take a look at all the schedules but some of the you know the teams that kind of affect us in our area alabama's projected to play tennessee lsu auburn of course mississippi state oklahoma and texas a&m ole miss and vanderbilt they're going to keep that jimbo if jimbo is still around in 2024 they're going to keep that that Jimbo doing the limbo rivalry with Nick Saban going into 2024. Alabama projected SEC conference slate in 2024 would include Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, Mississippi State, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Vanderbilt. Let's see. We move to, let's mention Florida. Here's the eight projected conference games for Florida. In 2023, now the SEC folks, they conveniently took Vanderbilt out of the conference schedule for Florida. Florida would play Auburn, Georgia, of course, their main rival, Kentucky, LSU, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Tennessee, and the Texas Longhorns. And the Gators will renew the series against Auburn in this scenario while also catching newcomer Texas. And this is some info that was basically put out by Athlon, by the Athlon sports folks this week. Also from Athlon, they're projecting the Georgia schedule for 2024. Now, if you take a look at the 2023 Georgia schedule, there's some podunk junctions, some cupcake cities early in the season, non-conference-wise. However, when you talk about SEC schedules, and in 2024, Georgia is projected the Georgia Bulldogs projected slate in 2024 would include both Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and the dogs are keeping Vanderbilt. Georgia Bulldogs will have Vanderbilt on the schedule. So that's just a look at like three of the three of the main conference uh, teams in the SEC and what their conference schedule will look like perhaps I'm trying, I don't believe that's quite edged in stone, but that's pretty close to how it's going to be in 2024. So that's a look at some of the goings on of the SEC. On the next episode, what we will do is we, we will, in probably the next episode or two, we'll take a look actually at this year's schedule coming up, the early part of the Florida schedule, the Georgia schedule, the Alabama schedule, et cetera in the SEC. 
On our next episode, we're going to be talking Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Now, we, we know the Jaguars offense has got a chance to be pretty good with Trevor Lawrence and three, you know, good to very good wide receivers and tight end Everett Ingram, who looks like he'll be back under the franchise tag unless he gets a long, long-term deal, multi-year long-term deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jaguars offense has a chance to be pretty good this year in 2023. But you know what we're going to do on the next episode? We're going to take a look, and I was making some notes today about my what I think the depth chart would look like. And I'm going to bring that to you in the next episode, in episode show number 46 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, this has been the Teal Shirt Report podcast, uh, talking about episode, talking about episode show, um, obviously episode show, um, the one we're just concluding, episode show number 45 of season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We've been eloquently produced by Alex Nunnery, our executive producer, JC. want to say a special thank you to our Georgia Bulldog football insider, Mad Max, and our contributor, our contributor to the uh, podcast. Gives us a lot of great information. John Gaylor is also a supporter of the podcast. want to thank all of our sponsors, too. Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment and Dee Dee McDermott. Of course, the Mad Max Mix, .weebly.com. Um, great Internet Radio, LakeUfallahits.com, Great Internet Radio, XFLToday.net, and Saucer Realty and Capital. For your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, it's Saucer Realty. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty in our 24-7 North Florida weather reports on our website, on our homepage at BigJReport.com. And that's the best place to find our podcast is on the homepage, scroll down on bigjreport.com, our website, bigjreport.com, and you'll find, you'll actually find a click on a button to play the podcast right on our website at bigjreport.com. Again, we thank all of our sponsors. Again, our producers, Alex Nunnery. Thank you, Alex, for helping us so much. You too, um, executive producer, JC. Um, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, Mad Max, and of course, John Gaylor, who helps us mightily as a contributor and is now also supporting our as a supporter of our podcast as well. Thank you so much, John Gaylor. Thank you guys for listening to episode show number 45, season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host. I'm Scott. I'm out for now, but I'll be back real soon. When you tune back in, whether it's a few minutes, a few hours, or perhaps tomorrow, you'll hear a new episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast network. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. We'll be back again real soon to be with you.